welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so pleased to have you today. I am also pleased to introduce one of my most exciting guests. Uh, you will all know that I am obsessed with my Roar Oracle deck and my Crow decks. Uh, but guess who's here to join us? Uh, Award-winning Seattle-based artist, writer, mother, and creator of beautiful decks, MJ Cullinan. Welcome. Thank you so much. That was such a nice intro. Um, it's so weird to hear yourself spoken in a way like that, you know, it's like, it's nice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we should all have that every time we enter a room, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> It would make us all feel really good, you know. Yes, yes. Maybe I'll try that when my kid gets home from school, you know. <laughs> like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so if you want to take a moment just to introduce yourself, tell us about where you're from, anything that you want us to know about you personally. Um, well, I, I'm originally from Boston. Uh, and I'll th I think a lot of my artwork kind of carries like that urban sort of feel. Um, but I moved here to Seattle back in 1998, and this is my home, and a lot of my artwork comes from the nature. So I kind of bring these two elements together of mm -hmm. the city plus this beauty that I'm surrounded with here. I'm surrounded by. And um, so I think when you look at my artwork, that's it, it comes through. At least that's my goal. That's my intention, you know. Um, and what else about me? I just, I'm, I love making decks. That is like my passion. That is my purpose in life. That is why I think... Um, I'm here on this planet is to create decks because it's not just about making artwork because mm -hmm. I've been an artist my whole life. It's about creating something that other people can not just look at it and go, oh, that's really pretty or, you know, I appreciate this, this work of art here, but it's something that they pick up on and it can help someone perhaps figure out a you know, a, a solution to maybe something that's been bugging them all day or give insight mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like add clarity or whatever it is. It's an, it's a piece of artwork that does a, a dual purpose. And that's yeah. to me really important um, for, you know, for making art. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's me in a nutshell. It's like, <laughs> I, I make art um, and I, and that's, and I ship, and I, I, this is like my whole, this is my whole life. Everything I do is, is making decks and shipping decks and making books and shipping books. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Um, I have probably said on this uh, podcast, probably, I mean, maybe at least every other episode, how much I love one of your decks. So um, it's a true story. Really? <laughs> you can go back That's and listen. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm just like, I just. You have no idea. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it makes me feel so good and warm and fuzzy. And it reaffirms that I'm in the right place, at, you know, doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I lose sight of that because it, it just takes one email from somebody who is less than kind mm -hmm. to like put me in this like, like spin where I'm like, why am I doing this? What am I doing wrong? I'm, I should just throw my hands up and just like, you know, quit. And then I yeah. have to remember that, you know, it's like, that's one person. And then when I hear you and, or, or I get an email from somebody who tells me that they just received their order and they're really happy. I'm like, oh, that is why I'm doing this. Yeah. You're the reason why I do this. Like you're the person who I'm creating for Amberly. That's like, well, like you, you. <laughs> and the people who, um, 
who appreciate my artwork that that you're the reason why I keep going. Yeah, and well, I have been. It's in, in. There are some days that I lose sight of that, but it's like it's just nice to have that reminder. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Before we get into the meat and potatoes, I'd like to ask my all of my uh, guests. Sorry, my brain. I haven't done an interview in a while. I guess <laughs> I'd like to ask all of my guests: Are you drinking anything special today? I am drinking a uh, strawberry basil kombucha. Ooh, it's really yummy. Doctor Brew. That sounds very good. It's very refreshing. Are you reading anything exciting? Um, you know, not witchy related. Um, I was I just finished up uh, um, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain, which now oh. I will never eat mussels in a restaurant ever again. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's like, and I'll never order seafood unless it's a Monday. Um, so yeah, that I, I just, I, I listened to, um, on writing by uh, Stephen King, which is if you're a writer, um, that book is amazing. It's inspiring. Uh, he's, he has so many great ideas and insights and, um, you know, just wonderful anecdotes that he shares. So as, as a single parent, and a full-time creator um, and business person, as my CPA reminded me today, that I have <laughs> a business. Um, I don't. I find sitting on the couch and actually reading a book is a is a luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much time, so I do a lot of my books via audio, and so yeah. um, I've, I. I listen while I'm walking the dogs or while making dinner, you know, and so I can, I can pound down a lot of books, you know, in yeah. that way. But, um, I'd say like to date, um, Kindred by Octavia Butler is probably my favorite. Okay. It's, it's, it's hard. It's if you, if you haven't read this book, um, I think they also made it into a show or a movie. Um, there are some aspects that were just, it was so hard to hear. Um, it might, you know, when you're reading it, it might be different because you can kind of like skim over it. But listening, there were some parts that were very difficult. Um, and just as a person and how we as humans can be so inhumane is, you know, just, it's, I'm, it baffles my mind. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Uh, and I do also mostly listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. because I can do 30 other things while I'm mm-hmm. also enjoying a story. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So, it, it is hard to, to sit down and just mm-hmm. do one thing. Right. Yeah. And I review books uh, for Llewellyn and, and a few other companies and they send me books and I really have to force myself mm-hmm. to sit down to read them um, because <laughs> otherwise I want to be gardening or sewing or you know right being a parent or you know yeah or, or it's just it, it it like I said before it's, it's truly a luxury mm-hmm. to be able to sit and do nothing else but read a book yeah and and I know that at some point that day will come that I will have that chair on the beach in my book in hand but um for now it's not going to happen yeah yeah well especially as a single mother yeah that is um 
I'm no longer, thankfully I'm no longer a single mother, but I was for a very long time and that is a lot of work. So I commend you. Well, thankfully mine is now 13. And so I feel like, you know, like we've crossed this threshold where it used to be like my time was just like so much like, what am I doing with my kiddo? How, what am you know, I have to be there. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, they just, they're kind of on their own a lot. Mm-hmm. And I still have to be there as a parent. It's just not as hands-on. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, mine are uh, 14 and 16. So I, I get that. They were both in in diapers <laughs> when I became a single mother. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, yeah it was. But, it's hard. You had, t- you had two as a single parent? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I can't even. I, one is hard enough. It was a lot of work, but you know, also with two, they kind of, they do sometimes kind of keep each other company. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. Um, but yeah, as teenagers, they, they are a little bit less difficult, but mm-hmm. more so in other ways too. Yeah. We have different concerns. Yes. Like I worry. I worry about things. I worry about my child on TikTok mm-hmm. um, for hours. Yeah. And what the, and I, I, I'm always like, what are you watching? What are you listening to? And they're, they're like, I'm looking at craft videos. I'm learning how to sew or I'm, I'm learning how to do embroidery. I'm like, you're not watching anything about, you know, like that you should be like, you know, a size two or anything, right? You're not looking right. at anything like, you know, it's going to mess up your, your mind about how your body should be. And they're like, no, no, just looking at, you know, literally um, how to make a felt egg, you know? Sweet. Well, cool. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I feel awesome. like my I have a I, my my child is pretty pretty good that way. I'm sorry. Can you hear my dog chewing? Uh, yeah, yeah but don't worry about it because it will be. Um, I, I can get. I can edit it out. She is like going nuts on I one of these her. bones. <laughs> it's kind of like she saved it for just now. By the way, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't doing it. Oh, and like literally. Like five minutes, I was a little late um, because five minutes before our our meeting here, um, my other one decided that was when she wanted to throw up. So it was oh, like, oh, very nice. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, why are you all doing this to me now? That's so funny. Yeah. Mine usually decide that they have to go outside in the middle yeah. of my recording. Um, so that might happen. My okay. husband's here right now, but. He's got to go uh, pick up my daughter at five, and then my son has a game at six. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there are different challenges when the kids get older. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Currently, it's driving every day. I have not one single day in the entire week that I don't have to drive someone somewhere for something. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Not even Sunday. Even on <laughs> Sunday. Well, that's when they have games. Right? Yeah. Well, he has practice on Sunday. He has games three days a week during the week. And then on Saturday, my daughter has rehearsal. Oh my God. Yeah. So you're just moving around. Yeah. It's yeah. Me. Yeah. A lot of driving. I'm putting the uh, miles on my car. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, my child was in um, a sport last year. They were doing ultimate Frisbee and mm-hmm. we, we did a lot of driving around for that. And this year, they're like, they don't want to do anything. I'm like, great. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, I, they're like, I just want to make art at home. I was like, awesome. Great. Great. Very I can, nice. I can get behind that. That's great. Yeah, um, they're going to be a future decorator. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be great. I'm that trying. would be wonderful. 
Well, I mean, they're not really. They, they want to do animation. But I keep pushing them. Like, you don't you want to make a deck? Yeah, well, maybe you guys can make a joint one together. Yeah, they, yeah we'll see. Maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. Maybe they'll appreciate it later. Yeah. So since my podcast is, is mostly metaphysical in nature, mm-hmm. um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your practice? You do not have to. It's personal, I understand. Oh. but um, Well, I have, like, my practice is pretty much, uh, it's pretty basic in that I have certain things that I do to connect with the energy around me. Um, I do believe that we're all, we're all made of energy and that all around us is energy. The dogs are energy, that this table next to me is energy and, um, we can attract what we desire and, and we can also attract things that we don't, <laughs> we don't want into our life just as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not like the law of attraction, but kind of in that, you know, if you think it, it can come to you. But it, I think it, it requires more than that just simple like, well, if I think of, you know, I'm going to think of a potted plant and it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't just show up. Right. right. Um, so I, what I do in my practice is I focus on an intention and then I do candle magic around that. Okay. And um, and it's it's again, it's like it's not really anything that is, um, that I, I, it's not anything that like came from learning from other people so much as like, kind of like figuring out what worked for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, um, if I am feeling this way, if I'm feeling anxious about something, or if I'm feeling, you know, like the sense that maybe there's some negative energy around me, I'll do a little, you know, cleansing of the house, um, cleaning the house, which is mm-hmm. something I need to do right now. And in that process, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm concentrating on what I want and not what mm-hmm. I don't want. I'm thinking about, you know, like, oh, you know, it's going to be great when all this energy is lifted. And uh, I feel much, you know, much lighter now. And, um, you know, I can see a path forward. Whereas before, you know, if I was feeling really heavy, my, my, you know, it's like my energy would just be really low. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like, I, I guess, I guess all of this is in a roundabout way of saying that my practice is, is unique to me mm-hmm. and it works for me. And I don't know if it would work for other people, but I also, I find that shifting my energy is really important. And I, not just for attracting, you know, abundance or attracting, things I want, but also for my relationships that I have with people around me. So yeah, does that make sense? It's like, I sometimes, Absolutely. I don't know. it's like, Absolutely. I, it's like, uh, sometimes if I get like, if I get like a couple negative emails, I'll, I'll go find a black candle and then, you know, I'll, I'll do a little spell work on that candle and sort of ask that this energy be lifted. That's great. I mean, I think that's very important for all of us um, to kind of clear the air. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you have an altar in your house? Um, not really. My whole house is an altar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I I have places where I have, like, I have crystals over here, depending on where they are. I have the snake lamp that I would have like a candle over there, you know, that sometimes I'll light if I need to focus on transformation and change. Um, let me see here behind me. You can see I have like these little boxes. Mm-hmm. So it's it it depends. I don't know. I have different places. I have a Lakshmi 
uh, sculpture that I have up there that I put um, offerings to, you know, um, especially if I'm feeling uh, a sense of lack or scarcity. Mm -hmm. I kind of go over to Lakshmi. I'm like, hey, can you help me out a little bit? I'm feeling a little unsettled. Um, but yeah, my whole house, I try to make my whole house feel like you're in a, a sacred space. That's great. Although it's hard when we have, you know, when there's dogs and a child that like to just throw everything around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I love, I say that lovingly. Of um, course. <laughs> but, and I, I have like my outside, I created this outside space so that you could sit underneath the cedar trees and listen to the crows and there are always birds flying around and that in itself is a, like a place i have a fire pit out there so it's like i can connect to energy that way if i need to go outside it's like um i know it, it i don't know it works for me that's great that's great i love that um i think that it's i think altars all over the house is one of my biggest answers that i get um, I, I think all of us have kind of, you know, mm -hmm. an altar can be anything. So I love that. And I love that you have a really nice, um, outdoor, outdoor space that you can I, kind of clear energy that way. I have to say going outside is one of the best ways to connect, like with my higher self and to hear the messages, mm -hmm. just sitting there, like just in the quiet. Well, I mean, as quiet as, as it can be, I'm in the city. Right. So, um, but sitting there and hearing even just the sound of the cars, just the, that sort of white noise, you know, that mm -hmm. you get, it's very therapeutic. As long as I don't yeah. have, you know, like dogs, like my dogs coming at me, barking at me, it's a generally peaceful place. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Do you have a, a daily practice that you do? So, for instance, a lot of people get up and they make their tea and a certain mm -hmm. way or whatever. Do you have some, anything like yeah. that that you do daily? I do. So I have uh, my morning starts around 4, 4.30 in the morning. Um, I like to get up early. That's my time to make art and to um, just sort of ease into my day. And so I make my coffee. And when I make my coffee, um, I put in a couple hits of, uh, not whiskey, no, uh, a couple of, like, <laughs> A couple no hits of, um, of cinnamon and cardamom. And, okay. and then I focus on what I want for that day. And so I, I have a little spoon with a little crystal on it. And I, um, I stir my coffee. And I think about what I want that day to, to bring to me. And then I have my coffee. And I feel like it goes into my system. And I just become one with that intention. And then that's, you know, it's like... Um, I feel like it does dual purpose. It wakes me up. It's great. You know, it's my morning coffee, but also I'm creating an intention with it and I'm putting mm -hmm. something out there to the universe that I, I want to attract. Yeah. I, I think that that's a favorite way of doing a, a, a daily practice is starting with what you drink, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of why I ask, what are you drinking every day? <laughs> uh, because yeah. it's just interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, I like, I, I think you're going to like this one. Okay. Or I'm going to like your answer. Okay. If you could meet any witch in the present or in history, who would it be? Or oh, woman? I know. How about that? And so, of course, Mother Shipton, you know, she's in the Roar deck. 
Um, But also, Granny Nanny is in the Roar deck as well. Mm -hmm. And she was a freaking badass. I think of all of the witches I would like to meet, it's got to, it would be Granny Nanny because she was so in tune with the world around her. She had this power, this presence within her that was almost, it was like palpable. You know, it's like if I, I just imagine being in her presence and just feeling it's like you could almost see it like coming like you know uh, washing over you as it leaves mm-hmm. her you could feel her energy i i think yeah i would love to have met her she she not just for her ability to create magic which i i think that's really what she did i i mean i think i think what she was able to do was conjure something that was well beyond what we have in our world Mm-hmm. Um, she had that connection, but also her perseverance, her, her ability to, um, make deals, you know, and her ability to, um, you know, uh, train people and to get them, you know, into like this, mo- this like fighting mode, you know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not just about the magic. It was like, she was able to work with the system as well. And, and. Um, be shrewd and, and, you know, in a way that I think women at that time weren't expected to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was just a badass. Nice. Good answer. Good answer. So since we're on Granny Nanny, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Oracle deck. Okay. Um, I know before we started, you had talked about... Um, an expansion, which I want to get mm-hmm. into, but uh, what was your initial motivation behind oh. that deck? Well, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, mm. it was, um, it, it just kind of just felt like it was just one more thing, you know, like it was like, fuck, we're gonna, like, now we lost this powerhouse. Yeah. And I was angry. I was angry mm-hmm. that it like, I mean, her body wasn't even, you know, cold yet. And they were right. already plotting how they were going to take back or, or take away our rights yeah. as women. Like they were, they were like, people are like, well, let's start with this, you know? And, and I felt like the clock was turning backwards and I looked at my kiddo and I was like, this can't be, you know, like we just, you're, my child is growing up in an age, thankfully not, I'm in Washington, um, Mm -hmm. but when, at 13, they don't have the same amount of rights that I had at 13. Right, yeah. And that just pisses me off, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, it's nobody's choice what my child does if something happens to them. You know, it's nobody's choice except for their choice, you know, hopefully with, mom being included in, in, in hearing the, you know, this discussion, right. but at the end of the day, it's my child's choice. And I was like, how, I, I was so angry. So that's where it, it kind of, it was just like, it, it, it's, it started from that little thread. Mm-hmm. And then the more I started researching, the more angry I became. And I was like, ah, you know, like I've got to keep going. <laughs> and, um, and before I knew it, I had, I had 54 cards. I was like, it's, you know, for this deck. And then yeah. just women from all walks of life, yeah. from all stations in life. And um, 
each though in their own right um, standing up and being true to who they are mm -hmm. you know hearing that voice within telling them what they what they are destined to be and not letting society or men you know tell them what they can and can't do mm -hmm. um, that for these women in that deck that was never even a consideration right they just like they just woke up and said you know um, this is who I am yeah. and I'm gonna live this truth yeah and that's I just yeah yeah I, I think was it like Mary Mary Fields um, stagecoach Mary mm -hmm. the poem that um, that I found that it that she wrote her the words that she wrote I loved how she was so confident and and secure in who she is and I feel like as you know we were talking about like, kids being on TikTok earlier uh -huh. um, you know I feel like more people need to be like stagecoach Mary and be like you know what I'm not a size zero it's okay because yeah. I hold space in this world that's valuable and important and who cares what I look like? It's about yeah. what's on the inside. It's what I contribute to society, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that she was so aware of her own power and her own strength and her value. And it didn't come from, you know, how other people saw her, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. Like I, and it, it, yeah, I, I'm glad that you enjoy that deck because, um, I felt like when I put it out there, it didn't get the attention that my crow decks get. And mm -hmm. that kind of saddened me a little bit because I was like, oh, I'm like, maybe I just didn't make it good enough. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe the messages weren't strong enough. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but now I feel like maybe it's because of you. Like, uh, maybe it's like people are starting to catch on to this deck. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, so. I, um, so I've had this deck, I guess, just about probably since it came out. Um, and I have, so I have a coven of about 36 women. And the coven is is mm -hmm. used loosely in okay. this case. Um, we're, we're 36 women that have, have met at a, um, at a retreat, and we all talk daily, basically. That's um, amazing. I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous of that. That sounds awesome wonderful um i have never had this support before um but they'll come to me and ask me can you please pull out uh well we call it my mean girls deck <laughs> because it's not a gentle deck when i use it um no. <laughs> these ladies don't mess around and i actually pulled out shirley chisholm because mm -hmm. we call her suck it up shirley because she's like, stop whining and just do it. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> so they'll they'll ask me to to pull from my mean girls deck and when they're having problems. Well, when I made the deck, my thought was that, you know, it's if you could have this like group, this board of directors, or you know, um, if you could have a council, right? Comprised mm -hmm. of fifty-four amazing women that you could consult when you're having a problem, if I'm having like a bad day and you're right. I mean, like, I think like all my decks are, are that way where mm -hmm. they, they, they don't hold punches and I'm not, a, I'm not a light and fluffy kind of creator, you know, yeah. like I don't, I'm not rah, rah, shishkumba, you know? Right. Um, 
I, I, I subscribe to life can be hard. And, and that's, that's just what it is. It's hard some days. Some days yeah. it's not. Um, but, yeah, I, it's funny because I think I put in there on the guidebook, too, that these women um, are – these women aren't all saints either, you know, mm-hmm. like they, right. and because none of us are perfect, right? right? Nobody's perfect or whatever it is. Um, it's like, it, and, and there are some like Boudicca who I love, like I, I channel Boudicca quite a bit sometimes, especially as a mother, you know? Um, but she also killed like a lot of people. Like yeah. she was kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like she was she was not somebody, you know, you would want to cross. Right. And so um, you know, it's like live and let live was not a Buddha motto. And right. so but she also had this fierceness in her and this determination and she did stand up for her family. Yeah. And uh that I think, you know, my concern when I made Roar was that people would be like, well, this person's problematic because, you know, they killed people, you know? Um, but yeah. we learn, we, you know, there are lessons to be learned from everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you completely on that. Yeah. Um, or like I put Estee Lauder in there, which I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, spiritually, maybe, maybe not the most spiritual person. Right. Um, Maybe not all, also, um, you know, you know, uh, not one, what somebody would think of in a deck mm-hmm. full of women, but she was also a pioneer when it came to being a businesswoman. Yeah. And that's what a lot of us are, you know, and mm-hmm. to know that there was somebody out there who claimed her space and, and uh, stood up for what she saw as a valuable product and created something that is now all over the world, I think. Yeah. The, she holds a lot of um, important information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that she's in there. And the whole reason I bought your deck in the first place is because of Georgia O'Keefe. Yeah. yeah I, Georgia. Um, I grew up in New Mexico. And so she's, you know, everywhere there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just absolutely, absolutely love her. So I saw that card and I was like, well, that's my deck. I must have that immediately. <laughs> and so I ordered it. And yeah, it's just so much, so much fun. Uh, Frida Kahlo, I love her. Oh yeah, all Frida of these women. Saint. I love Frida. I feel like Frida and I have a connection. Um, I feel like she channels me. In fact, the first card I made for Frida. That's the second card I made for Frida. The first card I got oh. a message. I, I felt like Frida was telling me that it sucked. And I needed to redo her card. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would not. It was definitely like a, this is no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's the only card I had that happened to. But it was definitely like I had called it done, you know, mm-hmm. finished it. And then I got this, like, this burst of insight. It's the only way to describe it. Well, if Frida didn't like it, then I guess she would tell you. <laughs> she would, yeah. She, she definitely did. Um, but and I with this deck too, I wanted to make it very broad, and um, so there are like there are just kind of running through here. There are so many different women. Like I mean, I'm just, I'm I, I'm just amazed sometimes that when I hear 
uh, from customers or you know people who've purchased the deck that there are people in here that we've never even or they've never even heard of before. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, like we don't really learn about these amazing women in school. Yeah, you know? we, we don't. don't learn. You know, like some of them, like of course, like we all know, like Maya Angelou, you know, um, and Josephine mm-hmm. Baker. But um, you know, it's like, uh, let me see here, like, um, like Maude Wagner, I would never have heard before. Um, Vera Rubin, I did not know. Vera Menchek, um, who was the original chess queen mm-hmm. before. Well, there was a show that was on, basically, oh, that- loosely about her life. That was such a good show. Um, what was it called? I can't remember it either. I can remember the actress. Yeah, I can. I can like watch the whole Gambit. show in my head. Gambit. Yes. Something right? Gambit. Yeah, I think it's just the Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was that based, was um, I think, loosely on, on Vera. Let's see here. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of them was like like Irene Sendler who saved all those babies. I mean, it's just. Okay kind of amazing when you think about um like I never learned about her in school but right yeah there's a lot there are definitely a lot in here that I did not know about um Maria Tallchief yeah and I was a ballet dancer and I had no idea no idea no I no no idea for me with her either you know, it's like, or Jane Jacobs. I had no idea about Jane Jacobs, and I lived in New York City, and mm-hmm. she's the reason why Greenwich Village um, maintained its its neighborhood. You know, it's like yeah. I had no idea that she, you know who she was, and it irked me so much when I when I read about her, and they they just dismissed her as like a housewife, and you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh God, that just that got under my skin. So yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's understandable. And it's, I mean, it's very obvious that you cared about each of these women in your artwork. Um, yeah. I yeah, just... I mean, like, my focus tends to be animals, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's, um, although now I'm doing unfinished business. And so that's all people. Um, but this was the first deck that I made with people in it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, how do I do people again? I forget, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So before we go on to the other deck that you're the unfinished business one, you were saying before we started that you're doing an expansion of the Roar Oracle. Do you want to talk a little bit about that one? Yes. As you know, as I mentioned, I'm a parent of a non-binary teenager Mm -hmm. and with everything going on and I see the fear, like, and concern in my little kid's face, you know? Um, Thankfully, you know, again, being in Washington, we're not as uh, impacted by a lot of the the rules that are being enacted. Mm -hmm. But still, we feel them nonetheless, you know? My child is teaching me a lot about what it means and the importance of including transgender identity and including those who feel underrepresented mm-hmm. and as a as somebody who is older you know this is this is all kind of like there's a lot of new language for me to learn right and I'm learning it and um I feel it's important that it, that instead of shying away from the things that we don't know about or that we've not encountered mm-hmm. that we embrace it and we learn from it 
and we accept people for who they are and not and not what we think they should be because right. it, it's not my place to think who somebody should be yeah um, and so that everything going on in the world right now I mean not in the world in our country in well I guess in some other countries as well it's making me irate <laughs> in that why you know, it's like I don't want, this is where that mama Boudica is coming mm -hmm. out. I'm like, I don't want somebody telling my child how they should feel about their body or yeah. telling my child how they should feel about who they love and what's, you know, it's like, it's nobody else's damn business. Yeah, so really this expansion, this LGBTQ expansion is going to bring in more voices because I felt like, although there are voices in the roar deck mm -hmm. that speak to um, LGBTQ issues, it's not, it's subtle. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it, that wasn't the focal point of that initial roar deck. Whereas the LGBTQ expansion, that's my dog, um, that is going to be the focus because it needs to happen. And I feel like it needs to happen now because there are kids, and like, I'm going to start to cry if I think about it, but there are kids, <laughs> there are kids who are hurting themselves because they feel like nobody hears them or that nobody appreciates them. Yeah. And again, as a mother, it gets me so angry to think that there's some, I'm going to, sorry, some fuckwad politician, you can be, mm -hmm. bleep that out, who thinks that he knows better than a parent. Yeah. And, um, and alienating and creating more bullies in schools, you know, mm -hmm. by doing these things. So I, my goal with the LGBTQ um, expansion is hopefully it finds its way into the hands of kids who need to know that they are not unique in that this is not new, right? This feeling that they have is, is not something that is just for their generation. It's been going on and it mm -hmm. was, it, you know, it was kind of kept under the, the rug or it was kept hidden, but there were strong voices from the past that stood up and paved the way so we could be here today. Yeah. And I guess like that's like, yeah, I, I, I feel like we're lucky here in Seattle because there is so much acceptance here. Um, uh -huh. You know, it's like, it, it's not, and, and maybe, and maybe that's, maybe I have, a, a very limited view because I'm only hearing from what my child tells me, you know, what goes on in middle school. I yeah. mean, my, I remember middle school being a very traumatic experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if these kids are just nicer these days or if it's just, I mean, I go into middle school, like just outside Boston. Let me tell you, the kids are not nice. <laughs> oh no. No, um, but here it seems like uh, they are, and there's a lot more um, acceptance of people being true to themselves. And I, I would love to see that in every, every school. You know, yeah. I would love to see that that the focus shifts from perhaps you know um, being the coolest or being you know the best at sports to maybe focusing on who's the best at social emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, 
any people in mind for that expansion? I do. I do. do I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm going to, okay, well, we know like Marsha P. Johnson will be in there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to say anything else because um, I, in case I end up not putting somebody in, what mm -hmm. I don't want to have Fair. happen is, but you said that person's name and I only bought the deck because I thought that person. That's so fair. until I, I know Mar Marsha P. Johnson is definitely going to be in there because I've already kind of worked on that in my head, like how mm -hmm. it's going to look. But um, until I make the art, because even with the Roar deck, I would start a, a card. I would start making the artwork for somebody. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, I just cannot, I can't connect with their energy. I can't connect and, and create a piece of artwork that I'm okay with. And so sometimes I would just have to sh change things up. Yeah. Or, you know, um, yeah. So just on another note, how do you create your art? Is it, do you, is it paint? Is it? It's a little bit of everything because I use, um, I use a Wacom tablet. Okay. Um, and so I do draw. Um, I do take like, a, um, I'll take a photograph, say of the person, and then mm -hmm. I'll manipulate it in by hand, not like by putting it in like an AI thing. Um, right. but like I'm using it kind of like how you would look at a picture when you're looking for a reference, you know, when you, you're just drawing on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, then I, some things are here. I'm just, I'll pull out a card just to show you. Okay. Like. So like for this card here, oh, you know what? Sorry. Okay. For Emily Pankhurst, for example, this is a better one to show you. Um, okay. Like the flowers are photographs that are digitally altered. Okay. Um, and the background, it's all different layers, but like okay. I'll draw, on, I'll draw her face, paint her hair. Um, then I'll put the, like I put the British flag behind you know so it's mm -hmm. a mix of it's a little bit of a mix of everything going on there but it is it's digital collage but i like to think it's not just like it's not digital collage where it's just like pasted like copied and pasted onto right. you know it's like it's it's incorporated but then i'm also drawing too so like i mean you can tell like for um, like Jane Man or Jane Jane Jacobson, like I hand wrote all of the um, the streets from from New York City from the lower mm -hmm. uh, the, the lower village. You know, um, I'm just kind of like running through here. Um, oh, you know, why am I? It's like this isn't gonna. You're not gonna show this to people. So yeah. it's like, what am I? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so if, if you're listening to this. I'm showing you a picture of Jane Jacobs, um, and on her sweater, I hand wrote all of the <laughs> the streets. Um, but behind her is the collage of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's like it's it's a mix. It's a mix of collage. It's a mix of painting, um, like Shirley Chisholm. You know, like I I painted her face and her hair. Um, it's suck like, it up, Shirley. But yeah, that's it, it's a, it's a combination of of um, drawing and 
photos and um, put, you know, like layering. I do a lot of layering. So it's like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like things that kind of look somewhat translucent, yeah. but I had somebody ask me if I use like an AI, like, I'm like, no, like, I don't even know how you would, uh, I don't know how that would look because yeah. it's all drawn, you know, it's like, or it's like, it, it's still put together. Yeah. They're beautiful. I love them so much. Thank you. I love them. Boudica, <laughs> especially. She's. But, oh, that one? Yeah. <laughs> I was harnessing rage on that one. <laughs> I love, I, it's like Boudica was one, that was one of my favorite cards to make. And you know, the other one was Muri um, Curie. That one I had so much fun making because that is so layered. And for the translucency, I was trying to get that uranium feel, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it kind of felt um, that it kind of glowed off the page. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Mary Shelley was the first card I made in that deck. That's how, you know, it's like I, although Ruth, I mean, Ruth was the inspiration. I started with Mary Shelley. I think it's because, you know, it was because we had just seen the movie Shelley. Or was it, what's the name of the movie? The the um, the movie about Mary Shelley? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, it's really good. I, I think it's called Shelley. This okay. is when we were, remember we were all doing like the, uh, during the pandemic. Um, so this, this deck I created during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I know this because I can tell by like, there was a Ida Lewis the woman um yeah ida lewis this one came, my kiddo was i could hear them doing doing a class you know during um they were you know how they were doing um online classes yeah and i did ida lewis is because they were talking about her um during the class oh, and i was like so who's, funny. This? who's this like who's this lady who saved all these sailors you know <laughs> and i was like oh right on so i researched researched her so that's funny. Yeah. Do you have, um, so of all that you've done, you've created what six, six decks now? Oh, wait a minute. Oh my God. So your dogs, six, the dogs, crow, Oracle, crow, tarot, crow, the newest crow one that came out, which I just got. Um, but the one with the, like you choose, like oh, trinkets. oh yeah oh my god that's uh, yeah that's, oh my god treasures from above so yes it's six okay seven no it's seven, seven because it's seven. for hoxa as well yeah. right um, it's seven. and guardian of the night which i love um that's my that's my favorite okay well that's what i was going to ask which one was your favorite to create <laughs> guardian of the night was my it's absolute so, favorite it's, it's my so absolute cool. favorite that's fair. It's, That's fair. I, there, um, that, that one also was during the pandemic. Um, and there are a lot of stories like in the guidebook that are mm -hmm. part of like, just from what, um, was going on at the time, you know? Yeah. Just, so now when I go back and I look at the guidebook, I was like, Oh my God, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that moment. Um, but the art itself, making the art, that was my favorite. I, I can see why it's just such a beautiful deck. 
Um, and for the listeners, it is a tarot deck that is based on Rider Waite, but uh, it's all animals. Uh, and it's just oh, so gorgeous, different animals. You know, there's the Queen of Pentacles, I think is maybe my favorite. Yeah. The king, um, see, and the king of pentacles is my, I, I made a big, um, I made a big print of that one for my, for my space. Yeah. That one's yeah. beautiful too. I love, I just, oh, and I love the ferret. I don't yeah. remember who, who he That's is. That's a page but... of swords, the ferret. Yes. Yeah. I, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the king and uh, queen of pentacles, I think are my favorites in that deck. Man. I don't know. The Empress is also one of my so love a little fox, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one, that one, um, I think is magical. That's the one I tend to use, and also I love for heck. I mean, I actually, it's like, I don't, and I, I, I go to the Crow Tarot, at my original deck, when I need an answer, and I, I, I need no bullshit. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. something is like something's amiss. I need to know what it is. Um, and I don't need anything to be sugar-coated. I go to my Crow Tarot deck because those crows, I created that deck during a time when things were really bad mm-hmm. in my life. I mean, like it was, we were looking at possibly being homeless mm-hmm. and it was, the artwork, it was all very just like visceral. <laughs> and I swear that it, that energy is in there in that like, you need an answer, we'll give you an answer. You might not like the answer, mm-hmm. but this is going to be the answer that's going to help you. And I swear that that is, those crows do not, um, they don't hold punches, but they also know if you try to <laughs> do a reading again, asking for like a different result, you know, mm-hmm. like they'll give you back the same cards. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, you know, listen to us the first time. Yeah. Yeah, all of your decks have a a little bit of a of a tude, an attitude, and mm-hmm. I love it. Because their mom has an attitude. Well, that's I fair. Think. That's yeah. fair. Uh, I don't know if you just heard those bells. What's that? That was my dog <gasps> ringing the bell that she did needs to go tra- outside. Did you train your dog to do that? I did. Really? It's very easy. You just, every time you take him outside, you, like you hang a bell on the door uh-huh. and you ring the bell, say outside go potty every time you take him out. And eventually they just do they it. They just do it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Listen up, dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lay- Layla, my pity, will, um, do you need to let your dogs out? Uh, I'm going to let her sit for a second. If she does it again, I might have to. Layla has like a, the bladder of a tank and she just goes like, she'll just wait until I open the door. This mm-hmm. the other one, Loki, the, um, this little pig high, um, she, she <laughs> is a terror and she's like, she'll go to the door, um, and she'll just like kind of scratch at it. So maybe I'll get the bells. Maybe she can scratch at the bells. Yeah. They have the ones that like you can attach to the bottom of mm-hmm. the door also. Um, that's like, like one of those, those door thingies, you know, the door stopper that like, yeah, the, the cats like to bat at, they have those with bells on really? too. Have um, you seen the, you can get... I'm sorry. Have you seen the mat? Um, the talking mats? Oh, yes. Did you, 
I don't think my dogs are that smart. <laughs> I, you know, I had it in my cart and I was like, ooh, I'm like maybe I'll get this and they can tell me, you know, like I'm hungry now or I want uh-huh. a treat or heaven forbid, like I love you, mama, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, I have a hard time believing that my dogs will do that. My, my dogs will just be like, treat, treat, treat. <laughs> treat yeah actually she did just ring again i'll be right back i'm so sorry okay she must have really needed to go she ran oh Oh, she's okay um she's she's the one that even though she knows how to ring the bell sometimes she just pees in the house anyway because she's Mm -hmm. kind of a jerk that's how this loki is loki knows go outside to go potty outside to go mm-hmm. poop outside knows how to do that but yet mm-hmm. sometimes she doesn't sometimes yeah. she goes by the door and it's really just i think to piss me off like she knows like she's upset about something mm-hmm. yeah you know maybe is that what your dog does is it like a i think she just does it because she's like i'm lazy <laughs> i don't know i don't know she's just really not the brightest oh, torch what kind of dog She's a boxer. Oh, um, I love boxers. And she is actually the sweetest dog, like the most loving, uh-huh. gentle, adorable little things I've ever owned. But she's so dumb. Oh. I've never had a stupider dog. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe she's just smart and she's letting, like she wants you to think she's dumb. Sometimes I wonder if that's the case. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, oh, okay. You two just oh my god! They like they take over the couch. Mm-hmm. Have so much fur everywhere. Yeah, I have a newfie too, a Newfoundland, <gasps> and he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure my carpet is made of his hair. Yeah. Even though I vacuum, yeah, like every day, it's like. Yeah, I find like just I, hair. Other animal, like I mean, like it. It looks like another animal even though it's just like Loki and Layla hair, you know, like mm-hmm. underneath the dining room table. I'm like, oh, we've somehow created yeah. an animal. Yeah. You sweep and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a Pomeranian. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. Sometimes it could be. I mean, it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, silly dogs, silly dogs. Um, so tell me about this new deck that you're working on. Ooh, unfinished business. Yes. It's taking me forever. It feels like unfinished business. Um, <laughs> this is a ghostly tarot. So um, for the most part, with the exception of a handful of cards, um, it's it's all people who have passed on and who've never quite fulfilled their purpose. And it all goes along with the card itself. So like the empress, the empress died during childbirth um uh, you know and that's this idea that she you know she she was this empress she was a giver of life but it was that giving of life that cost her hers um mm-hmm. and then you know it's just like the um like the ten of wands is a is the story of a woman who died young who never got to be um a parent herself because she was always raising her the kids that her parents would have and would abandon them um, and leave them in the care of the older child, which was this, this woman. But she never got to feel, you know, she was never truly a mother herself. 
Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. Not truly a mother. I guess she mothered those children, but she never gave birth herself. That she never got to okay. experience that. So she had this right. long, hard struggle that didn't really lead to anything. And then, like, so, like, the Eight of Cups is, you know, it's like, it, it's, you know, this. there are all these stories that if you if you look at the energy of each card in the tarot, there's a story there, right? There's a story that could be made from it. So if the Eight of Cups is somebody who is, you know, moving from one phase of life to another, who's looking towards the future, you know, with this sense of optimism, who's kind of, like, outgrown an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, this case, this was a, a woman who was a vet in the Shetland Islands um, and was on her way off the island when the ferry, you know, uh, sank. Um, so the way, I guess, how to, how to explain this without making it even more convoluted here, sorry, um, is that it's through these stories of, of the passing of each of these people that I describe the energy of the card. So it goes like, yes, it follows the Rider Waite Smith general meaning, but within that general meaning, there are stories that that evolve. But yeah, that's 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 just sort of like the the basis, I guess, of the. Oh, that sounds like it's gonna be a really amazing and beautiful deck and dark. It's dark. Yeah, it's it's kind of dark. I guess I uh, I guess I don't see death as dark. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, like it's. It's, um, it, it, I guess it is dark because, you know, but it's more about a cell. It's like the life and learning from, from their lives and, mm-hmm. and connecting the story to the energy of the card. And I feel like, um, for me, when I, I, I need to learn something, I learn best through stories uh-huh. and, um, you know, making it a little bit more entertaining other than just sort of like reading a guidebook, you know, where it's like, to me, I, I don't know. I, if I can connect with the story, if I can connect with the character and I can understand perhaps their feelings or what's going on, um, mm-hmm. the next time I pull that card, for me, it's like, oh, I recognize this. I know this feeling. Okay. I recognize this emotion that I get from, from, this, um, from this card. And that's when I made the Crotero. Each one of those cards holds a story. Um, that I, or a memory, you know, if you think about when you hold a card in your hand and you think about um, a time in your life when you may have experienced the tower or a time in your life when you experienced the Ten of Swords, it feels a lot more uh, rich, you know, to your soul, right? You, you, it, it, it hits mm-hmm. you a little bit harder. And I feel like that when you do a tarot card reading, for me anyway, um, assigning a memory or a story to the card amplifies the energy makes it easier to to understand yeah that makes sense yeah yeah that actually uh i think that probably will help a lot of a lot of my listeners and including me because tarot is i i prefer oracle decks Mm -hmm. um because they make more sense to me the tarot has always been kind of a it's really fun, but I always have to have the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, although with your decks, I, I took them to a three-day uh, tarot retreat, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, the Crow Tarot and the uh, 
Guardian of the Night Tarot. I took both of them. And I did I did learn them a little bit better, which was a lot of fun just to spend like three days mm-hmm. with them spread out in front of me, you know. So that was fun. Uh, but when you're using like the the Crow Tarot or um I think more so with the Guardian of the Night because I think that one I was more conscious of other people using the deck. When I made the Crow Tarot, I made that deck for me. I wasn't uh-huh. thinking about other people. Um, but when you're using the deck, um, I, I even if it's not my own deck, other decks, I look at the imagery and I look at what my mind, you know, gravitates towards, or what my, you know, like what what sticks out to me, and then mm-hmm. use that kind of like, oh, you know what, that kind of makes me feel this way, you know. Um, and even if it doesn't necessarily fit the the specific Rider Waite Smith, you know, if I'm using the deck and I'm using this as a tool to connect with my spirit guides, mm-hmm. there's no wrong way of using it. So even if right. you don't use the guidebook, if you're if your guide is sending you a message that says, "Hey, pay attention to that caterpillar. There's a lesson there mm-hmm. for you," um, regardless of what I say in my guidebook. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you're using somebody else's deck, really that message is meant for you and that's the information you get. So the value to me always is, is more so in, do you connect with the artwork? You know, do you gain something from using the deck that is unique to you? Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're using it just with the guidebook, well, that's great in the general sense, but I think to to fully get the best out of the deck or any deck is to mm-hmm. just trust yourself, trust your own, trust your intuition. Yeah. Your guides aren't, your, your guides aren't going to screw you, right? They're not going to be like, Hey, you know what? We're yeah. going to show her this card, but she doesn't know the <laughs> meaning. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's funny. <laughs> that's why it's like, I, I, um, you know, I've, I've had people ask me about reversals and why I don't, read reversals it's because i already made a pact with my guides that mm-hmm. you're going to tell me the, like the information there are 78 cards in this deck there's plenty of room in there for you to tell me what i need to know yeah. um and they're not going to say well here i'm going to give you this card oh but if you don't read it the way the guidebook tells you it's wrong you know and yeah tough lady no they want to help you your guides i mean it's literally in their name guide you know Mm -hmm. it's like they're there to guide you so um yeah i think that's for me and when i'm creating i'm always thinking about the art first Mm -hmm. so and then with the stories the idea with the with unfinished business is to kind of create that vision in your head of this person or to connect with that that energy of that person so that when you do pull the card mm-hmm. um you might think about how that a situation in your own life when you felt like oh god I was overwhelmed and I just I felt like I you know I just had too many things going on at one time and I I came through it this way or that way or you know the lesson I learned back during that time was this and that's what I need to know now yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so just out of curiosity, how, how does your kiddo feel about you making decks? Like, are they, um, do they follow, like, are they spiritual like you or just curious? You know, sometimes, I mean, I, I have to say, 
I was really proud when I came into the kitchen one day and I found them cutting up a lemon and they had a little piece of paper they wrote an intention on and they were putting it inside the lemon and they were putting sugar on it. And then they were gonna go outside and they're gonna go bury it. <laughs> and I felt like- That's awesome. I knew, I was like, oh, like my kid, I love you. And then they're like, oh, they're like, I think I did something wrong. They're like, I think I put salt. Or it was like something like, I think I just, I didn't do something right. And I was like, it's okay. It's all about the intention. Don't worry about it. It's, That's right. it's the intention, right? What was your intention? They were doing this because they had a friend at school who was having a really hard time and they wanted mm -hmm. to create like a, a protection for the, the friend. And I was like, oh, that just, you know, in a world where there are kids who are like being mean and being bullied, it, it made me feel really good that my kid was using magic for good, you know, mm -hmm. not like I'm going to yeah. cast a spell and hex you or curse you, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it wasn't going against the person that was causing the hard time. It was is to protect yeah. the person that was having the hard yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I love that. Um, as far as the, as far as them being happy, I make decks. I think what they're happiest about is that um, I get to make art and that um, that I'm doing what I love and that I get to be home. You know that mm -hmm. I, that was always my dream to be able to be home. Um, and have yeah. a schedule that um, I could, you know, walk them to school or drive them to school. Um, that was always a priority for me. So to be able to do that, I think that uh, they don't like that. I'm all, I work a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. like it's it's literally like um, I work like I get up at four thirty and I do some stuff in between, like you know, parenting things in between those mm -hmm. times. But then I'm working until sometimes eight, depending if I have a, a deadline, like with unfinished business, sometimes I'm up mm -hmm. until 10 working and I, I, and I'll take like a couple hours, you know, hang out, make dinner, you know, check on homework, yeah. do the things that you kind of have to do as a parent. Um, but if I'm not doing that, I'm working. Not all the time, yeah. but a lot of the time, you know, it's like, so, but it's good. It's, it's not work when you love what you do. So I guess, I guess it's not like, yeah. working. what am I saying? It's not, work. it's like, I, I get to create. So it's like, um, I think maybe to people on the outside, it looks like I'm working, but really I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go downstairs and draw, you know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I said, I'm very lucky. I, I feel blessed. Like I wake up every morning and I am like, I literally say, thank you. I'm like, I am so grateful. I get to do this. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I know it's definitely, um, lots of people's dreams to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a process. I don't think we ever really mm -hmm. achieve the, you know, that utopian yeah. vision of it. Yeah. Uh, my, my podcast is my, my one thing in my life that I'm really passionate about. I mean, besides being a parent, because I love my kids. No, I, oh my um, God. Don't you feel like you always have to say that though? Like if you, like, if you put something, if you say something you're like, but I'm also a parent and I, and I love my yes. kids. You know? like, yes. <laughs> yes. I do feel like that. <laughs> like, like, uh, Heaven forbid we be like parents who are like, who are also like really passionate about other things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so my podcast is my one passion. I work for the federal government <gasps> normally. You do? 
that's my that's my day job. This is my fun job. So, what do you do for the yeah. federal government? If you don't mind my, I actually work for the National Park Service. Oh my god, how cool is that? It, it, it's a pretty cool job. So I I work in a in a forest, <gasps> you know, which is really nice. And um, I mean, I work on a computer in a forest. Well, you're but, in a forest. Yeah. Oh my god. Most of the time, I work from home though, so that's no, that's probably nice. not in a forest. Uh no. <laughs> It was when we bought it, but then people keep building well, things. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel grateful that I have two trees in my backyard that are pretty like tall. I mean they're seed they're old cedar trees. And uh-huh. it's nice because I am in the city and it's like, oh, I have a little like a little bit of tree light. Little here. Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. So your but your podcast yeah. is your passion. It is. I do. I I, I love talking to people. I love learning about uh, the occult. And I love when I get emails saying, wow, thank you for that episode. That was really helpful. That makes my day. See, it is. It's like, it's, it's, I don't think people realize when they send the email how much of an impact it has, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's like, even if, if, I don't know about you, but if I don't respond, like, Sometimes I don't get to respond to emails all the time, but it's like, I mm-hmm. read them all and it's like, and I'll walk around. I'm like, that person like my stuff, you know, it's like, <laughs> or it's like, it just kind of keeps you going. Right. Doesn't it kind of like yeah. motivate you when you're doing a show? Yeah, you're like, Oh my God, you know, like this, this energy is going to stick with me during the next time I do a show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I love like, getting to meet you you know I've been I've been loving your decks for all this time and now I got to talk to you about how they're made which was really cool um it's just fun to be able to meet lots of different people I think that yeah like having having a podcast would be I think the most amazing thing in that it's you get a variety of different kinds of people to come on and you do Mm -hmm. get to hear and and talk with and share with you know um yeah and it's very social in this age where um, we've become almost less social. It's a nice exercise. Yeah. I'm trying to get, I don't know if you know the author, Juno Dawson. Yeah. Um, she wrote, she's trans. She's a trans author. And she wrote um, an award-winning book called uh, This Book is Gay. Okay. I think I've seen um, it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm reading her newest installment of one of her fiction books right now um that comes out in june that's one of the few fiction things that i get to review i usually only review you know yeah. uh cult books but um i've been talking with her publisher and i'm, I'm really hoping the week of the release mm-hmm. i'll be able to have her on the podcast that would be we'll amazing. send out an intention for that how about that well we do thank that, you right? <laughs> Yeah. Just send out an intention, you know, um, yeah. and focus on and attracting her to you. Yeah, that'd be really, really wonderful. I think, I mean, actually, uh, your child might enjoy her books. Um, they're very, very uh, trans friendly. Okay. Um, they, they're about magic, but like in a fun way, yeah. you know, and they, they touch on all these really amazing, important, poignant topics of now Mm -hmm. like being trans or um 
being, you know, a marginalized person, mm -hmm. uh, being, being black, being, you know, mm -hmm. oh my God, such a great, great author. I will, I will look I her just up. Love it. Anything that, um, I can put in front of my child to make them feel like the world is an accepting place, even if there are places that there are pockets that are not, um, mm -hmm. I think the, the more we cultivate acceptance, the more, accessible it will be to, to everyone you know um <laughs> not okay so not to like um not to embarrass myself here but i'm going to um i've been watching this show called my ghost story while i've been working uh -huh. on unfinished business <laughs> and so there's this one case where this guy was um on the show and he said well Usually when I don't know about, when I don't know something or I don't understand something, it scares me and I run away from it. And I, it hit me and I thought, well, isn't that kind of like what a lot of people tend to do when they don't understand something, their uh -huh. knee jerk reaction is to run away from it. Instead of learn more about it, it's like, I'm just going to run away from it. By the way, I'm also yeah. always surprised at how many people think that their houses are possessed by evil spirits when it's literally just an orb floating around. I don't know what would make them think it's evil. Um, but anywho, <laughs> like, I, like, it, it's, it's just mind blowing sometimes. But when I heard him say that, not related to the SCO show, it, but it made me think of that is just what we do, right? Or not what we do, not what you and I do, but what a lot of people do in that they're, they're confronted with something that is unusual or different. And it could be, it could be anything. It could be magic, right? It could be witchcraft. Uh -huh. It could be um, somebody who is trans or somebody who is a different nationality or culture. And instead of getting curious and saying, hey, how, you know, how do you do that? Or, how, you know, um, tell me about your culture or, you know, anything, you know, it's like they, they, their reaction is to run away. And that's really sad. Yeah. I would love to yeah. have more people should be more curious and less judgmental. Could you imagine what Absolutely. a wonderful place this whole world would be if we stopped and asked questions instead of just yeah, and learned new things. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Instead of denying things that we've learned for years and years and years mm -hmm. that, oh no, that that's not true anymore. Right. <laughs> Which seems to be the way the world is of late. It is. It, it's amazing. I, I, I worry, I worry for, um, the future sometimes you know and mm -hmm. then and then i have a kid out in the backyard burying a lemon and i think you know what everything will be fine our kids will be fine it's gonna be you fine. know yeah it's like yeah i i feel guilty some days for having had children mm. and brought them bringing them into this horrible world um oh you shouldn't but then i think that you know maybe they're going to be the ones that that really make the change mm -hmm. It could be um, the ones that, that create create a better life, a better path yeah. for someone else too, right? They could be an advocate yeah. um, for someone that, that is that they desperately need. Yeah. I just feel bad that they have to <laughs> experience life the way it is now. I know. Well, and uh, then the global warming and all of that. It's like, I know. <laughs> oh my God. It's like my child at 13 has anxiety about not just about like what's going on in other states, you know, and mm -hmm. like their body and stuff. Um, but it's like they have anxiety that we're not going to have enough food 
And it's like, I'm not the one, yeah. by the way, I'm not like, I'm not sharing Mother Jones articles with them or making them watch, you know, videos. Um, it's mm-hmm. all around us. They, they can put the... They can put, you know, things together. They can connect the yeah. dots when they start seeing areas where there's massive drought, you know, at 13, uh-huh. they can understand things, you know, and it's like, yep. um, you know, they're worried. They're worried about the planet. And Yeah. My son um, routinely asks me, mom, do you think that we're going to get bombed by Russia? <gasps> oh, and that's like, you know, he watches TikTok and, and I've actually learned recently that a lot of things that are happening in the world are not broadcast on the news mm-hmm. or on Instagram or Facebook. But if you look on TikTok, yeah. they're talking about them, which in its own right is a great thing. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of the reason why they're trying to ban it. Um, but also my, my kiddo comes up to me and he's like, Hey, so this is happening in you know mm-hmm. Libya or something. And how do you think that has, anything to do with, you know, blah, 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 blah over here. And I'm like, what, what, what's happening? in Libya? You know, he, he always knows more stuff about the world than I do, which, because I don't do TikTok right. because I will, I will be there for hours. It's a, a time suck. Oh, I, I tried it. Cause I was posting like the daily readings for the collective on TikTok uh-huh. and I just could not, I, I could not figure it out. I mean, I kept getting videos of people doing stupid things. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, I have to make a deck. I have a deadline. Um, yeah. I, and I was like, I cannot watch people doing silly things, like doing these yeah. challenges or like, you know, drinking mm-hmm. an entire two liter thing of soda and then throwing a mento in their mouth. I just can't, you know, it's like, <laughs> what a horrible idea. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I don't know. I just made it up. I'm sh- but hey, next TikTok <laughs> challenge. <laughs> great <laughs> during during a two liter and throw a mento in your mouth um you know it's like i just i just can't can't do it so but i do love like i love instagram for just scrolling through mm-hmm. and looking at because i like to look at pictures you know like, yeah um and they've kind of changed instagram so that it's like now more like tiktok i'm like i don't again yeah i just want to see pictures of of things that i like yeah. you know Pretty things, yeah. You know, like, I'll pick up a spell here or there. I'm like, ooh, I never thought to try that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I want my things to be curated to the things that I like, not just random things. And then yeah. um, I'm on YouTube, and uh, my, my child told me that YouTube and TikTok are where it's at, apparently. Um, I've tried. I don't really watch YouTube too much. I do for, like, informational things. You know? Yeah, I do for information. Yeah, like how to well. build a deck. Like I yeah. love, I love yeah. YouTube for all sorts of things. Or like I can't figure out how to move my cursor anymore on my computer. Where, yeah. where did it go? <laughs> yes, I do that too. How do I do this thing in Excel? Right. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Oh my god! We're so cool. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> We're so not old either. Oh, <laughs> I compare like these kids. Oh my god, I, I yeah, I, I, I think that TikTok has its place, you know. And as long as um, like your kid is doing like getting good stuff out of it, you know, as long as like my kid isn't learning that their body is something that should be you know changed or like you know like right. you know uh, or 
made to look in this stereotypical way, like a Barbie doll, you know, like this, this, right. this um, unattainable version of what, you know, Hollywood would say is beautiful. Um, uh-huh. As long as they're not impacted by that, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's fine. Like if your kid yeah. wants to watch a bunch of instructional videos on how to, you know, make things or to embroider or craft mm-hmm. spells or whatever, it's like, why? Yeah. Great. Why not? More power yeah. to them because they could be out doing drugs. I know, right? Or, you know. There are so many other things to worry about. You know? Yeah. Other than, for like, sure. you know, your child spending time on, you know, a, on a device. When they can, it's like, I kind of look at it like it's like food, you know? Like, kids can eat crap or they can eat good stuff. It's just like TikTok mm-hmm. or Instagram. Your kid, it's like you're either going to consume crap or good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like the choice is yours. True story. Yeah. True story. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but do you watch, do you go onto your kid's phone and see what they're... I do sometimes, yes, um, when I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt because I know when I was a 15-year-old girl, or 16 she is now, mm-hmm. um, there were definitely things that I didn't want my parents to know. <laughs> and, and there's probably things on her phone that I don't want mm-hmm. to know. Um, that I'm not afraid of, right? you know, but like if she started acting really weird, Mm -hmm. I would definitely scrub her phone and see what's happening. You know? Yeah. I, I kind of peek, I do the peek over the shoulder, like what you watching? Because they always have the earbuds (laughs) in, so you can't hear it. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, Oh, what's going on over there? And then, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, if the attitude changes or if the grades start to change mm-hmm. or if I notice like they start dressing differently, you know, or, or something kind of, but we also have a rule that you like, you just don't talk to crazy. You don't, or you don't talk to people online that you don't know. Right. Yes. Unless they're in your friend group. Yeah. You know, unless it's somebody who you already know, like mm-hmm. if you're on a platform, if you're doing a game, you don't talk to anybody period. Yeah. They both, they do have Instagram, but only to view. Mm-hmm. They, they can't post. My daughter can post her art, mm-hmm. but never, never her face. Same. My kid, I won't even let um, me share them. Like I, I'll take pictures of, of them when we're out and about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's a really cute picture. Of no, I'm not allowed to share anything, but also, yeah. you know, there, there's sometimes you know, there's crazy. People. Yeah. 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 So, so my kids, um, they, they have, they weren't even allowed to have Facebook until, recently mm-hmm. um now they have to have it for like school f- crap you know like sharing fundraisers oh. and stuff Do and so can... okay fine i mean not really no i feel like that's that's like our yeah. age we we use facebook yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah it's like i feel like the younger like oh you know the other one that Riv loves is tumblr what? tumblr wow they love tumblr they have a Tumblr page where they post all their artwork. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I I was like, huh. I'm like you're the only user. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pinterest. They also love Pinterest. That's the other one, too. It's like, really? I I could spend a whole day on Pinterest. It's a, it's a, I, it's a problem. I'm just, yeah, because, like, I, I get that, right? But, like, for mm-hmm. a 13-year-old, I'm like, Pinterest? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. My daughter's like, I don't do Pinterest. Yeah. Mom. I'm like, make a board for it and we'll do it together. He's just like, uh, no. 
I know. I was like, I like it for like if I'm looking up like backyard ideas, you know, like I talk mm-hmm. about like having that a space outside, you know, how like yeah. how to make it even more enchanting, you know. It's like um, my whole plan is that when you go co- go out there in the summer, for it to feel like you're in like a whole other world, you know. And yeah, um, so I'll go into Pinterest or House and look up things like oh, you know, like how to hang lights and trees and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. Anywho. Yeah, they'd rather send uh, like 25 texts of a picture of something that they want. That's what my kids do. I'm like, that's, uh, can't you just put it all in one spot? Well, they, um, mine has a wish list. Like they'll, like for Amazon, like they'll send me oh, okay. to their wish list. And then I'm like, oh, and, and what chores did we do today? And like, what, you know, how are you earning that money? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they just need to go back to work. We watch, I don't, this is, all right, another thing I'm going to say here that I should not probably advertise, but I'm going to advertise it anyway, is that we watch Shameless, the show Shameless. Oh, sure. William H. Macy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, we fast forward through all the sex scenes, though, so my right, child right, does not right, need right. to see anything, you know, like that. Uh, right. And it's also kind of weird, like, watching that with your parent, you know? But, right, Yeah. <laughs> But we were we were in the kitchen the other day, and River was asking me about um, money. You know, they they wanted to buy a new game, and I'm like, you know, if I recall, like on Shameless, all of those kids had jobs by the time like they were nine. You know, like they were out. Yeah. If you could get out there, go hustle, go get, don't steal anything, but you could like go earn earn some money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally joking. Funny. I would never want them to go do that. Um, they can earn it here. They can help. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't have to go too far. They can empty the dishwasher. That's, <laughs> That's right. And heaven forbid. I know, right? Uh, yeah. My son this summer wanted to have a job or like a couple months ago, not this summer. I don't even know what month it is. Um, and I was like, okay, so let's go get you clothing so that you can go apply. Mm-hmm for jobs and he was like yeah I can't just go in my sweatpants no no you can't so we went and got clothes I bought him a nice uh, pair of khakis Mm -hmm. and a button-up shirt um we compromised on like uh the hunter plaid because he didn't want a nice button-up but that's okay it's still a button-up shirt with a collar and I was like trying to explain to him how you go up and you say that this is my name. I want to talk to the manager. I want a position. Can I have it? You know? And he's like, can I just do it online? I'm like, God, take it. No, but you can, you can, now you, you can't can. just do it online now. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think, so. makes, I think it makes a bigger impression if you go in, but I do too. I do too. Maybe that's just not how things are done anymore. I don't know. I mean, I've gotten every position I've had in the government. Um, well, aside from my first one, that one I walked in and I like called every week for six months before they were like, fine, have this position. Um, but every other one I've just gotten, I've applied online. I've had a phone call and then I got a job, you know, it's, I never met anyone ahead of time well, that's, which is weird to me that's how i think that's just how it is you know? yeah i mean that's um i guess it depends also on the job though too you know mm-hmm. i yeah. i think like if like my kiddo 
were to go and work at like a little restaurant around here, they would just walk mm-hmm. in and be like, Hey, you got a job, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what, yeah, they're only 13. So they still have a couple of years to go. I think, what is yeah. it? Is it, is it 15? I think it's 15 unless you get a permit or like you can get a worker's permit at 14. Oh, but you have to have like a, a legit reason. Oh yeah. They don't have a legit, I mean, buying video yeah. games is not a legit reason. No, I'm sure. Really right. Not. <laughs> um, going thrifting is not a legit reason. No. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's a good one, but not, yeah, not good no. enough. <laughs> no, we, we live a, about four blocks from a Goodwill here in Seattle. That's nice. really, is a good one. And so, yeah, my kiddo likes to go down there with, you that's know, great. it's like, it's, it's amazing, but yet I can't get them to do some chores around the house now. Yeah. Yeah. My kitchen is a disaster area right now, and we're just waiting to see if somebody's going to do their chores. I don't even, I don't even want to show you my stuff. It was worse when I was, I was making that book for um, The Urban Crow, Life Through the Eyes of a Murder. That, <laughs> during the whole time of making that, um, I literally was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not leaving this chair. I'm writing this book. And um, mm-hmm. if you want clean dishes, you just have to do them yourself. You're 13. You can do that. Um, food, it's like we can order in or you can learn how to cook. It's like I literally was just like I have like I get into this like thing where I put like blinders on, especially if I have a deadline. And it's like I just can't can't do anything. I will be here for basic needs. If you are having a crisis, I am here. Um, right. <laughs> but right now it's like I'm having a crisis. Um, and I I had never seen so many dishes pile up in my kitchen. It was like, it was overflowing. You know, like you have a sink and you have like, this, I have a separate, I have like two sinks, like a double sink, both of those, uh-huh. both. And then they kind of started to migrate yeah. across the <laughs> counter. And it, what was also un, unreal was that we have a dishwasher. So sometimes you have to wash dishes yourself. They, these, these dishes that were migrating out of the sink could not find their way to migrate into the dishwasher. I know. That's so funny. Like, why can't uh, you do that? It's like, oh my God. And I, it's like, I love my yeah. child. My child is like my life, my heart, you know? I mean, like they are the, such a good, I mean, I'm always just amazed. I, I raised a kind child. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I wish that there was, when I was doing that, I also thought to raise a child that did dishes. <laughs> yeah. I th- that's a pretty hard thing to instill in a child. I don't know. I, you know what? I think, I think the, it, it starts when they're younger. Like we probably should have done Montessori or something where they teach those kids to do chores. You know how you see like the Montessori kids are always working. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe that's what I should have done. Maybe. You know? to do some work but yeah anywho sorry i feel like i digressed no that's okay i love i love a good digression um we are gonna skip the spell today okay though. um but i would love for you to do a card oh yeah totally let's see i'm gonna use my crow tarot yay what does this what do the crows have to say um i'm gonna shuffle here and uh-huh. Can't hear, like, can't hear. Um, oh, shoot. Sorry. Oh, let me. That's okay. I'm just going to, don't mind the ringing. It's my friend, Linda. My friend, Linda in Ohio, who I love dearly. Hi, Linda in Ohio. <laughs> okay. 
Why don't you tell me when to stop? Okay, now. Ooh, I think we can relate to this one. Oh, oh wait, I'm going to the wrong side. I'm showing it. I, my God, <laughs> I was putting it in front of your face on my screen. Like, you can see this, right? I, I could see it at first, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it. It's right there. It's in front of you. I can. No, um, we have a two of pentacles today. So this is all about yes. juggling, right? It's all about uh -huh. having fun in the process and keeping the, the tasks going and being able to incorporate stuff and feeling at ease and not being distracted perhaps by things going on around us, but keeping our, mm -hmm. our focus on what we need to take care of. Yeah. Getting the job done, but also enjoying, enjoying ourselves while we do it because that's really what at the end of the day, right? I mean, yeah. you, when we die, and it's like, we can't take any of this stuff with us. So we might as That's well right. enjoy what we are in the now. That's right. You only have so much time to enjoy too. Yep. Oh my God. Right. I know. That's what, oh my God. As I get older, I'm like, and I, if I have like a, a headache, I'm like, that's it. It's a brain aneurysm. I'm going to die. Oh my God. I do that all the time too. I'm like, I'm, am I having a heart attack right now? Right. <laughs> I do that. Or I've been like waking up with neck pain. I'm like, oh my God, is that a blood clot? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. You, my right arm hurts. What's going on? I'm dying. Do you catastrophize? Because that's what oh I get. So bad. Oh my God. So bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm always thinking about it. I'm like, is this how I die? And you know, um, it's funny because uh, I'm terrified of, of falling and cracking my skull on the sidewalk mm -hmm. and being that person that somebody finds dead, you know, like on the sidewalk. Uh -huh. And can I tell you, I have, tripped so many times on the sidewalk thankfully though have not yet died so well i'm glad yeah and this would be a whole other show yeah that's right <laughs> paranormal investigations oh about unfinished and I'd, be, and I'd be watching it <laughs> great those are my favorite i do love them i do love them yeah that's funny yeah um <laughs> Well, thank you so much you, for Kimberly. coming on the show today. Oh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I did too. I I love this. And I love that you get to do this. And it's like, it was fun meeting you. Yeah, it was fun meeting you too. And I cannot wait for your new decks to come out. Or, well, your new deck and your new expansion. Yep. Well, and I will, I'll be working on. I will definitely ask you back. I will come back. I will come back anytime. I will totally Great. join you anytime. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ooh, I, got I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. Um, well, we'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. All right. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com slash the hearth and hedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.